0: On today's MidCourt Madness, Biggs, we're officially podcasters.
1: We're podcasting about college basketball. It's college basketball time, John. It's March Madness.
0: Yeah. And so this is something we've talked about for a while now, and we thought it'd be a good idea to release it, uh, you know, about the same time as conference basketball tournaments. There's been about 10 teams who have already punched their tickets to the NCAA tournaments, and we will break down all those teams as well as preview. Some of the other basketball tournaments, and we will get into that right after this. So, Biggs' conference tournament started on last. Thursday and the first uh, conference championship was won by Morehead State in the Ohio Valley Conference as they knocked off conference favorite Belmont. Were you able to watch that game, Biggs?
1: Yeah, I had eyes on it. It was uh, it was startling how uh, impressive Morehead State just looked like the more the more physical team, the far more athletic team. Uh, they had to grind actually on Friday night in their semifinal game to to beat Eastern Kentucky. And, and and I was kind of wondering if that might take a toll on these teams as they're playing three games in three days. Uh, it did not. Not on Moorhead State. They they crushed them, and they were up by I think over twenty at one point in the second half. I mean, it was it was domination really from the word go.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know Moorhead State is led by actually a freshman, Johnny Broom. He averages thirteen point nine points per game and nine rebounds per game. He really paces that team. They also have two good guards on the on the wing with Skylar Potter and Devon Cooper. Um, But this team base looks like they're probably going to be about a 14 seed. I would expect that.
1: Yeah. 23 and seven. are Ken Palm numbers. I think they're like a hundred and they're like a hundredth or something around at that range. I think at Ken Palm, Uh, let me try to find them here. Morehead say 128 at Ken Palm Uh, adjusted offensive efficiency is in the two hundreds. Uh, Defensively, they're 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 pretty solid. They got a top seventy five defense, which is not bad. Uh, ooh, their luck rating—they've gotten very very fortunate. So,
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, Biggs, this is actually a team uh, in Moorhead State who has a history of upsetting teams. The last tournament appearance was in two thousand eleven, and as a thirteen seed, with uh, I think you told me this actually was Kenneth Fareed. Is that yeah, correct? the manimal, the manimal? Yes, as a thirteen seed, they were able to upset Louisville in the first round before falling to Richmond, to Richmond, not Richland. Um, So this is a team that does have that history of, you know, pulling off an upset in the tournament. So it's a good team to keep your eye on going into that first round. Um, They're all big. I'm looking at some of their guys and like their guards are big. They're 6'3", 6'4",
1: 6'6". Johnny Broom, obviously their big man is, you know, like 6'9", or something I think, 6'3". So it's not one of those little sister of the poor teams that's got like five, eleven guards that are just gonna be just gonna be muscled around. Um they're they're gonna bring some sister, some of, the, sister of the
0: poor or a lady of the lake.
1: Or lady of the lake. Yeah, they're no lady of the lake. They're gonna they're gonna bring a little junkyard dog to the show. Um I don't think they've got probably enough offensive juice. They're gonna be a 14 seed, so it's gonna be an uphill climb. But I, I could see them I could see them hanging tough with a two or three seed for, for like a half, no doubt about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, tossing it over to the Big South. And this is actually one team that, you know, every year I think the most common upset that's talked about is that 12-5 upsets. And this Winthrop team is a team that keep an eye on. This is a team that, you know, they have a great point guard. Chandler, I'm probably butchering this, Vodron. 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 Averages 12.3 points per game, but more importantly, seven assists. That is not something you see a lot in college basketball, bigs.
1: He just seven boards too. He's got three triple doubles on the year. I think he's got nine triple doubles for his career. He's the player of the year in the conference. Uh, he's terrific. He, he his ability to kind of control the game and control the flow of the tempo is is huge. And Winthrop wants to play. Uh, I believe they want to play really slow. They want to grind out games when they've got a bevy of guys who can shoot. And, and he's kind of the the orchestrator of that whole thing.
0: Yep, and Winthrop comes into the tournament with. Just one loss on the season. Their only loss came to UNC Asheville by two points. Um, didn't really play a tough conference. No real power six conference games. Um, yeah, you know, the last tournament, 2017. The last tournament win came in 2007. So, I don't know. It's a, they can, they can it's consistently get there.
1: They're one of the better teams in the Big South. Um, but, you know, the Big South are not going to ever be a high seed. They're going to be a 12, 13, 14 seed range. And Greg Marshall, I believe, was the coach here back back a while ago for them before he before he bounced around. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they've got. I mean, they've certainly got the ability to to give somebody an interesting game. DJ Burns, their big man, had a really good game of the championship. I think he had like 22 points. He started his career at Tennessee before transferring to Winthrop. So, yeah, that's one of the one of the boxes that you always want to check when you're looking for one of those mid major teams that can. What's the what's the recipe for an upset? You need a big guy that can that can kind of hold his own in the paint. Uh, DJ Burns is a load. He's like 6'9, 270. Uh and he's a beast. He had 22 today on 10 of 11 shooting, I think. So, uh, you know, he's he's not he's not gonna go into go into some game feeling like he doesn't have a chance to to compete inside.
0: Yep, and another thing you talk about checking boxes, another box I like to check when it comes to you know possible upsets is just having, you know, that was upperclassmen. And this team has three seniors um two of them i, I mean, i'm really just looking at their main rotation guys their top, eight, mm-hmm. basically um three of those guys are seniors and t- two more of those are juniors so they are a team that you know has played a lot of games probably a lot of games together um so look for them to possibly uh pull off a first round up did you uh tell me about the atlantic sun conference champions
1: yeah. Liberty, they didn't even, uh, they won their, they won the championship today technically on Sunday, but actually, well, no, they didn't technically win the, uh, the Atlantic sun championship today. They technically won it last night when North Alabama upset, uh, Florida Gulf coast, I believe North Alabama wasn't eligible for the NCAA tournament. Cause it's like their third year at the division one level.
0: Mm, um, I actually didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So Liberty actually didn't need to go win on Sunday to, to secure a spot in the tournament. Um, but they did, they, they put Mm -hmm. it on, they put it on them. And uh, they're talk about it. You, you, you want a team that likes, you want a team that plays offense. Liberty's your squad. They're uh, they're one of the better teams um, in the country in terms of Ken Palm's offensive efficiency numbers. They, they can shoot it, man. They uh, as a team, I think they shoot 38%, 39% from the three point line. They average 16 assists uh, to just 10 turnovers. So that's a ball security is something that they, they do well. And they've got good depth. They've got guys that I think they've only got one guy that averages more than ten, or two guys that average ten plus. But then they've got like five more that average, uh, you know, like seven to ten. So like they've got yep. a number of guys that can do some damage for you. Um, you know, as always, you you run into some some rebounding and size issues. They're not the biggest team, uh, but they play. But they play that kind of Virginia style where they're very slow. Uh, they're solid uh, in terms of taking care of the basketball and just valuing possessions. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a process that has worked for a lot of teams in the in the NCAA tournament is playing that really slow tempo, uh, because it's a lot easier to upset a team in a, in a 55 possession game than a 70 possession game. Just you, you mm-hmm. limit the amount of times your team can, the team with the more athleticism can, can overtake you. And, and they've got the ability to shoot the ball and go on, you know, at Clark Kellogg's little spurtability, um, you know, they can, they can put you on 12-0 spurts with their ability to shoot.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you bring up talking about Virginia because when I was doing my show prep, the thing that really jumped out at me, they give up 59.1 points per game, which is actually third in the country. So, It'll you know, good. when I'm reading, like I'm reading, I'm looking at their stats, I also see like like they average 70 points per game. It's not ridiculous, but I thought in my head Virginia right away, and I've never seen this team play. Um, but this is a team that I just I see Kyle Guy, I see Ty Jerome, I see all those guys. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason they the re, a big part of the reason why they don't put up a ton of points and the reason they don't give up a ton of points, they are one of the slowest teams in the country. Their their adjusted tempo is like in the three forty range. It's it's yeah. one of the five or ten slowest teams in the country. For context, adjusted tempo right now they rank three hundred forty eighth. Virginia adjusted tempo consistently right. It's an eyesore. They're one of the slowest teams ever. Mm -hmm. Virginia's adjusted tempo is 357. So that's the kind of style they play. They play really, really slow. Uh, That doesn't mean they can't score. It just means they're they're playing half-court basketball. They're forcing teams to play half-court basketball. And a lot of teams aren't comfortable with that. And they are. And they can shoot. And they, they space the floor well. They share the ball. So it'll be interesting to see if if they can keep that tempo against a team that obviously they haven't played teams that um, will challenge them the way uh, you know a four to five seed will. Although actually they're not they're non conference scheduled. They actually played they played some pretty good teams in their non conference and, and 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 fared okay. I think they've got like a, they lost a Purdue by by yeah, a dozen.
0: Re- they lost to Missouri read- in
1: a close game.
0: I have it written down. They actually have five games against power six conference teams. You know, they they went two and three in those games. They beat, yep. you know, Mississippi State and South Carolina, which, you know, obviously they're not the tops in the SEC by any means. Um, yep. But they were able to get two power six conference wins. The other three that they lost, um, they lost to Purdue by 13 points. You know, that's, they're probably looking at being a four five, six seed. TCU, yep. They're not going to be in the tournament. Um, lost them by four points. And then Missouri, probably also looking in that four to five, six range. Um, lost them by nine points. So they are, are a team that has played some of the better conference games and some tough competition. Yeah. And I think just having those games under their belt will really help them when it comes to tournament time in a week. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, the last game on Sunday, or at least last conference title game on Sunday was actually – had a lot of implications. It was between Loyola Chicago and Drake in the Missouri Valley. Drake was actually without two, arguably their two best players. Um, Roman Pan and Shanquan Hempel. It um, actually gutted out. I mean, shouldn't say gutted out a win. Gutted out a tough loss. They lost by about eight or nine. Um, but Loyola Chicago, they're a team that, you know, they have some, they're like uh, Winthrop here you're talking about. They have some guys who, average you know five six seven eight points per game but then they have one main player right in the middle cameron krutwig who actually leads them in points per game assists per game and rebounds per game
1: yeah he's the he's the fulcrum of their offense they run their they run him at the at the high post a lot and he just kind of guys cut off him a lot you see that with kind of those those princeton style offenses where big guys are are hanging out in the elbow area of the floor and and guys just kind of orbit around him kind of a similar similar uh He's nowhere near the, the kind of passer that that like Jokic is at the at the NBA level, but that's the kind of stylistically what what they kind of do is they they put him at the elbows and guys cut off him or he can kind of create his own looks. Uh, they, they duck him into the low post as well, and uh, that's very effective because they don't really have you know the, the Loyola teams that a couple of years ago went to the Final Four had a couple of really solid kind of shot creating guards. They don't necessarily have that. Uh, but they've got a bunch of just grinder type guys who can who can really shoot it from the three point line and play well off the ball. So that, that really works, but but really the way they win is uh, they they guard they guard you. They're one of the best defensive teams in the actually country. Bigs,
0: actually Biggs. Actually Biggs. Not to overshadow Liberty, who we just talked about. Um, Little Chicago gives up fifty five point two points per game, which is number one in the country. So not one of the best teams, the best team defensively in the yeah. country. They're
1: they're number one in Ken Palm's adjusted def, uh, defensive efficiency mark too. Over a hundred possessions. If a basketball game was a hundred possessions, which most of them are not, uh, a no college game is going to get to that many possessions. If the game was a hundred possessions, they give up eighty six points in a hundred possessions. That is incredible defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they play at a very very slow pace. Another kind of Virginia style. Virginia uh, in that in that tempo range was three fifty seven. Remember. Chicago's three forty-one, so they're going to limit the game. They're going to grind out half-court possessions, and they're going to shut you down. And uh, they're pretty good offensively, though, too. Even if they yeah. don't necessarily have kind of a lot of juice, they're not really like a layup line. Uh, they don't win over the layup line, you know. They're not real sexy looking, um, but but they're efficient. They don't have
0: Zion, is what you're saying.
1: They don't have Zion. Nope. They don't have Zion. They don't have uh, you know even like. You know, I, I did a story here on, on kind of Kemba candidates, right? These individual guards right. that can just go get you a shot at the end of the shot clock and make it look really pretty. They, they don't right. have to
0: midcardmadness.wordpress.com. Go check there it out. There we go. Go oh, on,
1: though. Thanks. Shame, shameful plug, and I'm okay with it. Um, wait, those two things are opposite. Crap. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. We'll pick but it up. <laughs> their, off- their, offenses, their offense is really efficient. You really feel bad for Drake, and that, that's an interesting one now. They're, like you said, they're they're really on the bubble. They're going to have kind of an uncomfortable week here, probably, hoping that. Especially, be- you
0: know, Michigan State, who has been sort of trending upwards the past couple yep. weeks. Um, what is it? I, you know, they just upset Michigan. I think I saw three top five wins. Is that what I saw?
1: Yeah, they got wins over Illinois, Ohio State, and, yeah. and now Michigan. I mean, those teams so, are all going to be one or two seeds.
0: Yeah, so you, I can't see them being left off. No tournament left out of the tournament at all. So unfortunately for Drake, that might mean that they are one of the teams that gets pushed off to the side. Uh, Well, it just it it just means the
1: bubble gets smaller.
0: Yep. And yeah, maybe they'll uh, take over Duke as one of those first four teams. That say if like a Gonzaga gets out, you know, Drake will be a number one seed.
1: You know, John, if you uh, if you spell out the word Drake, take out the raw and put in a U. You get Duke. So the committee will have a challenge there. They're going to have to try to spell Drake effectively and not accidentally spell Duke because I could see that happening. You feel bad though. I mean, they started the year, I think they started out oh, like 18 and 0, and their resume is not great. They haven't really played, they weren't able to play anyone of note nope. in their non conference. But as, as you mentioned, like two of their best players go down with injuries, and it's just like, that sucks because they're, they're probably a tournament quality team. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that we don't get to see them in the tournament. Hopefully, hopefully they're in. I think a lot of, a lot of the folks have them still in, but if one of these teams, like if Seton Hall goes on a big run in the, in the big East tournament or Utah state goes and wins the mountain West for the third year in a row, um, things are going to get uncomfortable for them over the next, over the next week.
0: Bigs, let's continue on with the teams who punched their ticket on Monday night. And the first one was in the Sunbelt conference where Georgia state seemed to be the favorite coming in, but the Mountaineers from Appalachian State were able to use their uh, even scoring attack to get the victory. Um, you know, their team, they're probably going to be in the 14-16 seed range. Um, but Biggs, do you expect much of this team going into the tournament? Take it the distance, Walker. Um, you know, I
1: don't. I think they'll probably get killed. You know, unless they play Michigan, Appalachian State John has a history of beating Michigan. If you remember back in the early 2000s when Michigan football was ranked in the top five in the preseason, played Appalachian State in a bye game, and they upset them. That was one of the more memorable uh, early college football performances.
0: So I'm just going to hop in here. Do they seed Appalachian State as a 16 just so they can match it up with Michigan in the first round? some good
1: juice. You know the committee yes. would love that, right? That, yes. that, 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 that gives you some good juice. I would.
0: Yeah, because you know they're just going to be showing that highlight everywhere. Absolutely. Pre-game. And then when yeah. Appalachian
1: State loses, they can like they can, their fans can oh wait, there's no fans. But if there were fans, they could chant, let's play football. And the Michigan fans couldn't say anything, John. They not <laughs> say anything. Whoa, oh. Delicious.
0: But yeah, um, like I said, don't expect too much them. They have four guards, Michael, and I'm probably butchering this. Al Monasy, Adrian Delve, Justin Forrest, and Donovan Gregory. All four of those guys. Averaging in double figures, the highest being 13. Um, but just, I don't know, not a team I expect much out of. Um, anything you want to add? add that on
1: that? State this season, I'll be honest with you.
0: Yeah, same. Like everything I know about them, I just researched the other night. So that's about <laughs> it. Um, let's continue on to the SOCON, where we have what I would call a uh, team that relies a lot on one player within UNC Greensboro and Isaiah Miller. He is their only player. Yeah, he's averaging 19.1 points per game and 6.7 rebounds, um, playing the point guard for them. And, you know, their team probably looking at, you know, 12, 13, 14 seed range. um, You know, could really cause some damage in this tournament, Biggs. Yeah,
1: the SoCon SoCon tournament in general was a little wacky with Furman and Wofford, the, the two and three seeds, both getting upset in, like, the semifinals. So they didn't get. Uh, Greensboro had kind of a, a little bit of an easier path on the way there. But uh, I know Isaiah Miller at this time, like last year, there was like legitimate thought that he might not be back. Like he might try to go pro. I don't know if he's like an NBA guy or not. I, I really don't care. But like him being back, he, he's the best player in that league. And like you, you watch him play, he, he ain't a mid major guard. You know, I mean, he just, he's he's big and he's athletic and he's not much of a shooter. He has to take a lot of tough shots. So his efficiency is not great. But um, you're right. They do rely on him a lot on the offensive side of the ball. But They do not, I mean, they they defend the heck out of you. Uh, They've got a bunch of athletes. They just kind of want to basically, it it works in the SOCON, be the most athletic team on the floor. They put the pressure on people. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if that can do anything in the tournament.
0: Yeah. And one of the, I would call it an underrated storyline, has to do with their head coach, Wes Miller, who is actually. I don't think this this should be a storyline. You don't think this should be a storyline? No. Why not? Because I, I I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about.
1: I absolutely do. It it's the the UNC, the UNC the uh, Roy Williams, he loves him to death. He was just quoted for it uh, a couple of days ago. It's been all over the UNC mess, message boards. Wes Miller, he's could be be the next Carolina coach. Are we running out of time on that? How much time does Roy Williams have left as the UNC coach?
0: Honestly, I think he probably has 5 years and I'd be interested to see if Wes Miller goes to you know he's, either a, a mid-major or a less than successful um, power six school. Yes, as that just as that stepping stone for two or three years. So when he Roy Williams that. retires, yep. then Wes Miller just slides right in as right. you know the successor to Roy Williams.
1: Maybe I, I feel like we're I feel like that's there's a lot of steps there. I feel, and I don't know if they have enough time. Like he's got to go. He's got to go take some other program over and do enough. To, I mean, it's North Carolina. This isn't like. This isn't like some. Oh, I agree. You don't go from UNC program. Greensboro can't, can't to North Carolina. You can hire wherever you want if you're North Carolina. I don't know. I guess yeah. I have a bigger list with with guys ahead of West Miller than.
0: You have to keep it in the family, though. Biggs. That's the thing.
1: I, I don't believe. I don't believe in that. But yeah, I guess <laughs> if you got to keep it in the family, there are no other uh, family members that are really excelling right now, coaching no. coaching in the college basketball world for for uh, for, really, BC, no. for Duke for any of those for any of those schools.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on. We have uh, I just
1: dunked on your West Miller thing. No, I didn't really dunk on him.
0: We'll see. I think I, I'll tell you what, I think though. I...
1: If West Miller wants to, uh, I mean, if if he's got dreams of uh, of parlaying uh, the t- the success he's had at Greensboro into a bigger job, uh, a little uh, a little upset in the tournament uh, as a 12 or 13 seed might. Uh, yeah, might before go away. you cut
0: me off, that's where I was actually going with it too.
1: Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm he, sorry. He needs an upset. Up,
0: he He needs an upset. He needs a little stop in between, and then he's making a shit ton of money.
1: I do like the style of play that he does. He he kind of he puts the pressure on people, and like I miss when UNC was like the biggest most most athletic team on the floor. I liked that. If you can't shoot, you might as well just out athletic people. And I don't remember the last time UNC actually had good shooters. I do remember the time when they out athletic people, and it was 2017 when they won the title.
0: Right. All right, let's move on. Uh, We've got in the colonial, we've got probably my favorite alliteration in college basketball. We got the Drexel Dragons. Ooh, anytime you can have
1: a dragon as your as your thing, the only thing better is an anteater.
0: Yeah, and you know they came into the tournament as a six seed and actually with a losing record, Um, but you know they were able to uh, ride the coattails of some hot shooting performances from Zach Walton and. Be able to uh, win the conference championship game against Oakland, which, by the way, and I found out about this last night. Oakland is not in California. Well,
1: Oakland this is like, isn't it? Isn't it in Michigan?
0: It's in Michigan.
1: Yeah, I don't know how a team from Michigan is in the Colonial. That's a weird, uh, weird conference realignment that my brain yeah. just struggles to wrap itself around. I'm not an elite uh, geography mind, but Michigan is like in the middle of the country, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Sort of right, north, middle i don't even know where the hell's drexel i when i think drexel i think out east when i think colonial i think like colonization and stuff drexel university is in philadelphia that's further east john yeah what's happening here
0: i don't know Hmm. i don't think they know how to drop a map for their conference teams i guess
1: apparently it's like time zones Those things don't make any sense
0: i know (laughs) but anyways this is actually a team they've had plenty of games canceled this year they've only played 19 games this season yeah um and who knows how much that's had an effect um much like uh sorry much like Appalachian State I don't expect a ton out of them in the tournament but I mean you never know
1: I'll be honest, John. I'm getting a little loosey goosey here, but uh, oh, never mind. I was hoping this Drexel kid named TJ Bickerstaff would have a relation to JB Bickerstaff, who's the old uh, Minnesota He's got Minnesota ties, and as a Minnesotan, we have to love other Minnesotans. He is I'm not a Minnesotan. He is not a Minnesotan. Therefore, I don't care.
0: <laughs> uh, should we move on to the Horizon Bigs?
1: We should. That was a that was an interesting, wacky tournament as well.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Cleveland State took it took. The uh, conference championship game. Their team that relies heavily on some experience. Um, they basically employ about a seven-man rotation. They've got some other guys who get a few minutes here and there. But a seven-man rotation, and all seven are juniors and seniors. Bigs. Ooh,
1: so they're all they're all out at the bars probably celebrating if they get this win.
0: Ooh, could be. So I mean, maybe a little hangover for that second-round game.
1: Maybe worth it though.
0: Here's here's what I'm
1: intrigued by. Uh, the Horizon League, I don't know if you caught this, John, the quarterfinals at the Horizon League a few weeks ago, or like last week, was absolutely wacky. The four quarterfinal games were like an overtime game, a double overtime game. I believe Cleveland State won their quarterfinal game in four overtimes. It was like three or four overtimes. Wow. And, and the, like, the biggest the biggest like margin of victory was like six points. The quarterfinal yeah. in that league was wild. And, uh, I mean, Cleveland State was the one seed. They, they kind of, like UNC Greensboro, uh, benefited from, I think, some early-round upsets, like with uh, with Wright State going down early. I, th- I think that was probably the team that I would have thought would have come out of the league. But, um, yeah, with, with Dennis Dixon, he's a Leonard Hamilton uh, assistant for a really long time, and, and you know how Florida State plays. Cleveland State kind of plays a similar brand. They're, they're getting up in your face. They're, they're playing really strong defense defense. And they're kind of winning, as you said, with strength and numbers.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, Yeah, we got two more here. We got Mount St. Mary's coming out of the Northeast Conference. And the interesting thing I saw with this team, and you don't see this a lot with uh, teams who are actually in the NCAA tournaments, their uh, average margin of victory in their conference is just 3.4 points per game, Bigs. They're winning by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, statistical anomaly right there. Um. Yeah. yeah, their best player, and I'm probably gonna butcher this last name, Damien Chong Ki. Sure. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Did I do that, girl well? Works for me. Okay. Yeah. Damien's um, yeah, gonna
0: probably tell us. No, I mean, there's no way he's listening to this anyway.
1: No, if he is, that means we've made it.
0: Yeah. Right. And we haven't. Um. Uh, but he's Can their only player having here, a North Carolina food. has
1: 50 points in the first half.
0: Dude. You realize
1: it takes them two games to get to that against Virginia.
0: <laughs> um, but I'm okay, enjoying let's this. Just, Yeah, no, they're playing well right now, actually, Biggs. Um and you gotta wonder though, are they making too many shots to be successful?
1: Well, that's the that's actually been their keys. They're missing so many shots and they're just obliterating them on the offensive glass. It's our <laughs> it's our formula and their formula our formula's working. They've got over fifty. They've got fifty in the first half because of missed shots. Okay, well that yeah. was that, that set the game of basketball back,
0: back. Yeah, without preseason player of the year Garrison Brooks. <sighs> Oofda. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track here, Biggs. Okay, um, okay yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mount Saint Marys.
0: Nah, we're off them. Uh, okay, good because I yeah, had nothing not, else. To add. They're they're not going to do anything anyway. I want to know the where la- Mount Saint Marys is. You look that up. Um, Guess what state Mount
1: Marys is in. The,
0: the last game that we'll talk about is actually the Summit, the Summit League Championship. Where, that's your league from?
1: Well,
0: well, I am from Fargo, so You're Bison. I, I have to root for the Bison. It's with a Z. Um, <laughs> but you know, we lost this game, but it's okay because we're a football school. That's what we have to say. Uh, and we're, a football we're actually
1: school a couple weeks ago.
0: True. Uh, and we're gonna have a top ten NFL draft pick as well. True. Um. But this game was an interesting one, Biggs. Oral Roberts actually went up by 25 in the first half. And uh, North Dakota State was able to claw back. They had, uh, what's his name, Rocky Cruiser? Tatino Grace.
1: uh, Tatino Grace uh, product. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. Minnesota. He's he's one of you. Maple Grove. He's one of us.
0: Yeah. Um, But he had about three times in the second half where he had those and ones where you just bulldoze your way into the player and then toss it up and hope it goes in. He's and he had awesome. three of those three of those within about a five-minute span. Um, but they were able to tie it up with just under two minutes. Um, but then there is, I don't know, maybe a questionable foul call um, with about 20 seconds put Oral Roberts on the line. And they made one of the two. They They're able to win by three points. And they will be playing in the tournament. They'll probably be about a 16 seed, I would guess. Maybe bump them up to a 15. Yep. Um. So I don't expect too much out of them either. Do you? They are projected as
1: a 15 seed right now, according to uh, well, this is like Linardi's mock bracket. So I don't know. I, I think he's probably usually pretty decent at like getting the teams figured out. Uh, who, yep. Who knows? It's a shit show when it comes to like figuring out seed lines. They're a 15 or 16, and, and 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 as you mentioned, I mean they're they're intriguing in that they've got kind of high end horses that. Could potentially put a scare into somebody, right? I mean, they've got two guys averaging like eighteen to twenty a game, or twenty five points a game, something. They got they got two guys who supply basically like all their firepower. But who knows? You get, you get you know we have, we got we come we can become kind of obsessed with these these guards that can individually kind of take over a game in March. You know, you need, you need good guards in March, John. I don't know if you've heard that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they got one, uh, and yeah. and kind of like Isaiah Miller, like he ain't a mid major guard. I mean, this kid is. Uh, this kid's really good, and he can, he can put up points in a hurry. So, yep. I, no, I don't think they'll beat a two-seed or a one-seed if they're a 15 or 16. But could it be one of those things where you're watching, you're locked in on like the 5-12 game and whatever time slot you're looking at, and you look up at the uh, at the top of the screen, and it's like the thing's blinking at you with a with a 15-seed Oral Roberts is up by six at halftime on, on Houston? Sure. Why not?
0: And speaking of, you know, you're talking about guard play, their uh, their point guard is the one you're referring to, Max Abmis. I'm going to go with that. He's actually averaging 24.3 per, points per game. And they actually add to that with a pretty good inside-outside duo because they have a good post player in Kevin Obenor, who averages 18 points as well. So they do have a little firepower, both and not just from the guard, from the post post as well.
1: I'll be honest. You could have been totally making those names up, and I would have believed
0: you. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, that's – I guess I shouldn't say that's a last conference tournament team who's punched a – Well, Gonzaga bit. secured their exactly. spot in the tournament. You know? Yes. Um, so we they don't sure. have – they do not have to sweat it out. They did. were sweating it out during the game. They're down as much as I want to say 14. Yeah. Against BYU. Um, I guess what's the what's the situation with the BYU? Do you know? Are they they're legit? Yeah, I think they're somewhere they're
1: anywhere in that seven, eight, nine, ten line, basically. Okay. So yeah, you'd probably and so, rather be ten than eight or nine.
0: Yeah. And so obviously the theme of this section of the podcast is just talking about what one, one bid conference championship. So we can't talk about that one. Sorry.
1: Break down break down Gonzaga for a second though. Do you think this was all right, are you, are you concerned? Are there, are there cracks in the Gonzaga armor that BYU exposed? Is, uh, is it the case of a team that, you know, has just been running through the competition and maybe this was a good thing? How do you feel about this game if you're, if you're evaluating Gonzaga from a 10,000-foot view?
0: I think they're still, along with um, Baylor and Michigan, the main title contenders. Um, you know, every team, you know, it's a long season. Every team's going to have that game. And you just hope to survive it. Especially if it's in the tournament. You just hope to survive that game. Um, And I think they had this game this time. They might have another one in the tournament. And hopefully they're they're able to survive that. But I'm not worried about them. I think they're one of the top. You know, if you're looking at tiers, they're in the tier one with Michigan and Baylor still.
1: Are they in tier one? Tier one A. Tier one A. B. Tier one A. Two. Which which tier one?
0: I think it's tier one. And. Just, if just we're going to... a B I I'd say it's a capital a to be honest a capital a a no just a capital a
1: just a capital 1 a
0: yeah and then I'd say Baylor is a cap one capital a but then like a lowercase I right after that okay so
1: that's like a that's a Roman numeral one right sure I I lose track on Roman numerals I know I've
0: yeah I'm, I'm not good at math I'm not good at math at all
1: no math isn't my strength
0: no uh, let's move on to uh, some of the conference tournament previews, and they've already started big, so we're a little bit behind. You know, we sort of procrastinated on this a little bit. But, well, the
1: real conference tournaments all start tomorrow. Like the, these, these games are all like the sad teams.
0: Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the ACC. Um, as far as you know, there's a few teams I'd say are firmly in: Clemson, um, I'd go Florida State, UNC. Well, I think is firmly Clemson.
1: Cause they lost today in the first they're, round.
0: They're in, they're in, they will all be right. a big upset choice. Whether I could see them being a five, six, seven. I, I would expect a lot of people picking against them. They've been a team that sort of faded off. God, they're the still the a seven seed. Yeah. Set, set. Wow. And well, that is that, what, after, I, is that after, is that after their loss today? That's a good question.
1: That I guess that's what I'm looking at right now. That's all, that's all I'm going off of is Joey brackets. That was updated yesterday night. So you're right. No, that, they're probably in like that 8-9 game, I bet, huh?
0: Okay. So yeah, I I do think they're still firmly in um but yeah, I think uh, you know, Louisville just lost about an hour ago. We're recording this uh Wednesday nights to Duke. Um Ooh. so they are they I think they're still in. They might be in that neighborhood even of even a play-in game. But I do still think they're in, but the interesting team in this conference t- to see whether or not they're in is Duke. And yes. they will be facing off with um Florida state tomorrow night. And if they're in, I, I hate to say it, bigs. I think they're in
1: Clemson has a just bizarre resume. I've got, I've gotten off on, on a little bit of a Clemson rabbit hole here. They're 16 and seven, which is better than I thought. They in their non-con beat Purdue. They beat Maryland. They beat Alabama. All those teams are going to be tournament teams. They destroyed your Moorhead state Eagles. They who destroyed my Belmont Bruins. They beat Florida State. They got as ranked. They got ranked as high as like twelve or thirteen, I remember. And then they just got absolutely blitzkrieged for a couple of weeks. Um They ended the season on some good some good juice. So yeah, all right. All right. I'm in on
0: Clemson. They they're fresh yeah. on loss, though. Yeah, no. They're they in, sport. but they're not gonna win a game. Yeah. So yeah, I think the team, you know, Georgia Tech is one where I think we were talking two, three weeks ago, and I did not think they were in. But they've sort of picked it up the past few weeks, and they actually have the yeah. conference player of the year in Moses Wright in their post. Yeah, um, as well as two pretty good guards in Jose Alvarado and Michael Devoe, and so I think this team is in. I think they could get probably around that nine to ten seed. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they're trending upwards, Bigs.
1: Yeah, they've got good. They've got good balance. You're right with with solid guards. Uh, experienced guards and Moses Wright is a is a hoss inside. So they've got they've certainly I mean they got three guys averaging 15 points a game plus. They don't they don't have a lot of depth. They're they're really top heavy with those three guys plus and you know, Jordan Usher who's who's actually had a pretty good year from like an efficiency standpoint after really not kind of being a kind of be an empty calories guy you know last year. But who wouldn't want to see Josh pastor in the tournament? John he's got the he's got like the He's got, the got the face like, a face mask. He's a got face mask. That's I that's see. He's got weird. some dance
0: moves too. Now he's got Apparently, dance moves. he
1: yeah. had like something called like a COVID pinata earlier in the year. If you remember, like a man's character.
0: Yeah. What was it? What well, I don't remember what the deal with that was. Was he hitting I, a pinata in the locker room?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. All right. Here's here's one. Galaxy brain. Josh Pastner. Could he parlay this into the Arizona job if Sean Miller if gets fired? He was an wait. Arizona is he assistant. is he an,
0: is he an alumni though? Of Arizona, I believe,
1: he, I believe he is, wasn't he, a, oh. he? He coached there.
0: Hashtag succession plan. Josh Pastner to Arizona confirmed. Yeah, let's do it. First reported let's, by Midcourt Madness. Let's,
1: let's just start. Let's get that out there.
0: Yeah, okay. It's out there. Um, Biggs, tell me about the Big Ten. Oh, I don't know if you've heard. The Big Ten is really good.
1: Okay. What's crazy is that only one team can win this Big Ten tournament.
0: I wouldn't say that.
1: Only one team's going to end up winning it.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you meant there's only one team with a decent shot, and I, I was assuming oh. you're referring to Michigan. Oh, the but... no, only
1: one team that can actually win it, which is crazy. Everybody else mm-hmm. will just will just continue beating each other up, and all the media will talk about is how great the Big Ten is. Uh, is it, it like is the quick... NBA
0: saying where there's only one ball?
1: Yeah, which is actually lot... yeah, that's still true. Never mind. <laughs> um, but... Honestly, I don't really think there's a whole lot going on in the Big Ten, like. I guess there's maybe like the the biggest thing is, I mean, I guess maybe the biggest who's playing to get in.
0: Who's playing to get in?
1: Indiana and Rutgers. I think they play each other. So whoever wins that one, I guess, still has a chance. But I think there's a pretty good chance neither one of them gets in. Still.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Um, Michigan Michigan State, I think, think has played their way in. So like, I guess that'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep the good vibes going. I mean, if they if they lose in their first round tournament game of the Big Ten, I mean. Does that knock them out? I I doubt it. I think they've got it. No, enough. I think got they're in, especially juice now. And with and, three, you know top committee. If, if Duke's not going to be in, and Kentucky's not going to be in, uh, media circle jerk needs Mister March Tom Izzo to be in. So yep. that'll that'll be a big deal. Yeah. Um, Michigan's going to be a one seed. Illinois is going to be a one seed. I think, barring like, barring like, the only way they're not is if Illinois loses in their first round game, and like Alabama destroys everyone on their way to an SEC title. Maybe I I think Illinois is pretty much locked it up.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think those one C it, it's Gonzaga, it's Michigan, it's Baylor and it's Illinois. Yes, And I, I don't think there's not a lot of scenarios where that changes.
1: Nope. I don't think they're moving. So, you know, from a tournament perspective, I don't know. I'm just kind of sitting back watching. Hopefully they're good games over the weekend. Cause you're going to get like multiple top 10 matchups basically from Friday on. So
0: yeah, that's just yeah. fun. So, yeah, basically, not a lot of storylines in the Big Ten. It's pretty boring there.
1: Yeah, ex- except that they're just all amazing. And maybe all 14 teams should be in the tournament, you know, because they have to play each other all season.
0: True. They just beat up on each other, so they're clearly all good.
1: My wife just asks when the tournament starts.
0: Can she go away? I know. <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop into the Big 12 here, Biggs, if that's okay with you. Sounds good to me, man. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I don't think there's really anyone playing for an actual tournament berth, you have seven teams who i think are all firmly in uh you got Baylor who's going to be a one seed just write that in right now yeah. um but one team i've been interested in in the past month or two is Oklahoma State um you know they had the probable number 1 draft pick in next year's draft uh sign on with him and Cade Cunningham and i think it took there's a little growing pains at the start of the year but they have really found their groove the past few weeks and they've played they're probably, right now they're probably up to about a four seed. Uh depending on how they do in this tournament, I mean, maybe get up to a two. I don't think they can get up to a two, but you don't uh think a two?
1: No, I I think I think well, I guess I don't know. I guess if you knock off if you beat uh if you beat West Virginia, you beat Baylor or something, and you rack up all those wins, I guess why not? Why would Oklahoma State not be why would Houston be a two and Oklahoma State not be? Where's Oklahoma State's resume? I know they've racked up. They're really they've got some good energy going right now. They're playing really well here lately. It mm-hmm. seems like Cunningham. Cunningham's picked, I mean they're 18 and 7, I guess. So I mean you go you, you, you get fifth. So you not you pick up three like top five or ten wins on your way. You go 21 and 7. Could you be a two seed? Why not? Um let's see. Their first game's against West Virginia. They just beat West Virginia without Cunningham and Ike Likely. So maybe Um, they're playing really well, though. It's not just Cunningham either. I mean, I know he's going to get all the he's going to get all the pub because, you know, he's the he's the he's the draft prospect and everybody loves that. But some of their other guys have been really, really playing well. I mean, they beat West Virginia the other night uh, over the weekend without him. I mean, they they put up 85 points without him. And, you know, the the guy who's really been coming on for them here lately is uh, is Avery Anderson. Avery Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's been great. The sophomore guard. Um, yep. He's, he's a stud. And I mean, they've got, they've got the, uh, all the two brothers that are, that are both really good too.
0: Caleb. Um, is it Caleb Boone?
1: Yeah. Uh, Caleb Boone is the big guy, I think. And then yep. Keelan Boone comes off the bench for them. Gives yeah. He's 20. more of a wing player. Yeah. But I mean, they got, they got options. I don't, it's not just Cunningham's got to go for 40 every night to give him a chance. And frankly, I mean, I, he's turned it on here lately. I I, I think he's, He's been a little more hit and hit or miss than just kind of the than I think people thought. But I guess he did win player of the year, but they had a good team, so we'll see. Yeah. I'm intrigued by Oklahoma. Yeah. And Oklahoma's not like they're they're really skidding. They they're like they've lost like five games in a row.
0: Yeah. No, they've uh they've been turning downward lately. Um Biggs, I have a question for you though. They're 14 and 9. Yeah, that's a bizarre record. That's not good.
1: No. You go 14 and why – are, why are they ranked in North Carolina? Uh, Just gets shit on all year long. you got a better well, record. Don't get me started. They,
0: they're also in a much easier conference this year. ACC is not near as good as the Big 12. You shut your mouth.
1: <laughs> Which no, actually
0: leads into my next question, Bigs. No, I'm with you. Has the Big 12 overtaken the Big 10 as the best conference in college basketball? Ooh.
1: Big Say 10 yes. media machine will be coming after you. They might revoke our college basketball license, John.
0: Yeah, no 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 press badges for us anymore.
1: I I think the big twelve is gosh, it's hard to I wanna say they're more top heavy, and then I think to myself you got Michigan. I'm looking at they Illinois, they've got seven Iowa.
0: teams. They've got seven teams that are gonna be in the tournament, I think. Oklahoma is probably the worst of them, and they're probably still a seven seed. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, they're gonna like I said, they're gonna have seven teams. I think Big Ten is—they're probably—they've been trending downward lately. With Rutgers, um, Minnesota's just fallen off the cliff. Right. Um, Maryland hasn't been doing as well. They might only have like seven or eight teams too. But the difference here, at Bigs, is Big Ten has fourteen teams in it, whereas Big Twelve has ten. That's
1: ten, yeah.
0: And so seven of ten. The Bottom, teams the bottom your- of
1: the Big Twelve is hideous too. It's yes. even, I think it's even worse than the bottom of the Big Ten. Um, but those other seven teams are are very good. I think Baylor's the best team of any of them. I think the next three are probably Big Ten teams. I I, I think Ohio State is finding its like its like water finding its level. I, I don't think they were mm-hmm. like the fourth or fifth best team in the country ever. They were on a tear yeah. beating some bad teams.
0: Yep. Um. Just, just say Big Twelve is better for me, please.
1: I think it's more likely that the Big Twelve fields the national champion because I think Baylor's the best team in the country. Boom! I said it. <laughs> 10, you suck.
0: Okay, so I'll take that as a victory. Hey, Ron, um, what
1: the fuck was that?
0: Bigs, tell me about the Big East tournament.
1: Boy, the Big East tournament really uh, is like the the wind got taken out of the collective sails uh, of Villanova here in the last week. Has anyone had a tougher week than Villanova?
0: No. Gillespie
1: tears his MCL done for the year. Boom. Yep. Point guard gone. Villanova goes from a team that probably thinks, hey, we could – we could still win a national championship. To can be tough. Well, well and then a chance, right? so we can, we can talk our way into it because we've got we've got uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, we got Justin Moore, we've got. Uh, well, John Justin
0: Moore is going to slide into the point guard spot, right? Biggs?
1: Bam! Justin Moore busses ankle. He's done too. This was a Villanova team that I don't think anybody really was talking about this though. Like their depth was brutal. They have no yeah. like, perimeter, perimeter backups. I honestly don't know who plays on the perimeter for them. Like Robinson Earl might have to like slide into kind of like a perimeter role. I mean, he's kind of like a face-up hybrid forward playing the playing the five for them anyway because they like to kind of play all their perimeter guys a lot. Nice move, Armando. But yeah, the, the man that just—they're just like—they're just like, ripe for—they're ripe for upsets right now. I mean, I love Jay Wright, but you're right—he's he not the best dressed coach in college basketball anymore.
0: No, what magic he do they have? He, he, he looks lost out there.
1: He does. Like, his team now is, lo- is just as lost. You yeah. follow your coach, and if your coach is lost, I mean, you now you don't, and I mean, at least you could have leaned on your senior point guard, but now that that's gone too, I don't yeah. even know what Villanova's identity is anymore. It's not a handsome coach. It's not great guard play anymore. I don't, I don't know, John. I think they're back to being lo- one of those teams that loses early in the tournament again.
0: Have they lost their honorary blue, stat- blue blood status?
1: I think I think blue blood status probably hits pause for them at least.
0: Yeah, kind
1: of like what Coach uh, K wanted to do at the beginning of the season. Yeah.
0: See, so yeah, biggs. I think the biggest storyline this week is UConn getting James Booknight back.
1: Yeah, UConn's got all the. They've got a lot of positive energy going on right now. They they kind of survived without Booknight, and then when he came back, I, I think they're they're going in with probably the best. Uh, kind of vibe right now because Creighton's got that weird thing with their coach with McDermott, you know, doing the, the plantation stuff or whatever. And like okay, he's back, which is, which is also weird, but
0: I, I don't, I, I never understood that. Obviously. Yeah. He should have been suspended, but have you ever heard that saying before?
1: No, I don't know where that came from. What a weird yeah, saying. I've like, never
0: heard that before.
1: Yeah. I, I, they were talking on ESPN about how it's like they should fire him. Almost, It, it felt like they went, they went just the step below before saying fire him. They said everything else. Like, Reese Davis was up on his soapbox about it. Billis was. I, 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 I'm not I, – I don't think you should fire the coach.
0: Yeah, I don't know about firing over one. I do one. think
1: maybe suspending him for more than one game and, like, the optics of letting him coach against Nova when the biggest Yeah, title that was, was the worst the line, part.
0: That, yep, that doesn't look great. That was great. the worst part.
1: And, you know, and then they spent him one game. I, I don't know, I guess. I don't know what I want, but uh it was odd. I'll just put it that way. Um, yeah, it was they odd. got the talent and all whole thing, but back to UConn. I mean, you're right though. They probably have the best individual player in book night. Um, you know, college basketball needs kind of people, people really rally around individual stars and, and book night is definitely one of them. So what better storyline than a UConn being back in the big East people, people get the juices flowing for that one and being led by, you know, this, this Kemba 3.0, you know, uh, the you know they they had Kemba back in the day who did it then Shabazz Napier kind of took the mantle and now you've got and, and now you've got Book Knight as kind of the superstar who uh, who leads them and, and they've got a good outfit around him too they've got really solid complimentary guys and remember we were we were talking about this a couple weeks ago and my question was is he going to be able to transition back into the lineup or is or is everything going to struggle again after these guys have kind of learned how to play without him
0: yeah and uh, it's it. a tough thing I remember way back in the day um, Kyrie Irving. He's, yeah, you know, that he didn't comes go into Duke. He plays, I don't know, six, seven games, and he's just a superstar. He's amazing. And I want to say, what what did he do? He did he break his hand? Broke something at wrist? Think something was, like that?
1: Yeah, maybe that or his foot. I don't remember. Kyrie's hand always foot. Song, same man.
0: thing. I I believe. I'm I was never good at geometry, but then they get him back for the tournament, and they just weren't the same. No, and yeah, they got upset. I don't, they got upset yeah. early. yeah, and so it's one of those things where you know sometimes you get that star player back, but you just don't have that chemistry that you built up throughout the year.
1: Right. I mean, it seems like Yukon does. So I, I know they're kind of the popular pick right now to go win that tournament. And, and I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Why not? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why not? Um. And then, yeah, I think currently, you know, Yukon is one of the favorites, especially with Villanova losing all their team. But the other one, interesting one is Creighton. They've got, you know, a star studded roster. They're sort of an up and down team. But they got one of the better players in the conference with Marcus Zagorowski. Nailed it. Yep. Yeah, tell me
1: about Creighton. Oh, they're really good. I mean, they're well, they're they're interesting. They were supposed to be really good and and when they when they play well, they they kind of show you games where it's like, Yeah, this is the Creighton team that we thought would be really good. And then they have game where it's like, What the hell's going on? Why is Creighton still in the Missouri Valley? You know, and um they're super inconsistent, but they're one of those teams. I think they're one of those teams. Remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You know, th- there's teams that we're just gonna we're just gonna pick one round too far. Yeah, I think I think Creighton's gonna be the team that people pick to just go one round too far. They're gonna be like a Final Four pick for some people because they play a beautiful brand of basketball. They shoot it well. They share it well. They do all the stuff that you really want to watch. And, and and I don't know what the deal is, but they're just kind of. I don't know. They're they're not bad, but they're just kind of they're they're okay. You know, they're going to be like a five seed. I feel like.
0: Yeah. All right, let's toss it over to the SEC Bigs, and this is oh, this conference is is just confusing to me. Are these teams actually good? Well, I mean,
1: they don't play in the Big Ten, so no.
0: No. Okay. Or the Big Twelve. Right. Um. But yeah, we got Bama, probably a two seed. I mean, Basketball school, Alabama. Yeah. No longer football school. They've had more wins or and success in 2021 in basketball than in football
1: do you think alabama's intramural team comprised of their best football players could be a d1 basketball team
0: <laughs> is that where we're going with this no way you don't think so no i bet you they got some athletes they just got the guys who are just gonna bowl like you know like when you play pickup basketball with a wrestler and they're just bowling over you yeah that's what it would be like and they never call their fouls either
1: John, NDSU intramurals back in the day, we ran into the football team, the defensive ends and tight ends, and uh were like the big guys. And then they had a couple of corners and safeties that were like your guards, squad. We had to yeah. go 2-3 zone because none of them could shoot. We gave them a good game. But uh, if anybody tried to play like their game, they they would get run. We, we've mm-hmm. tried to play a different kind of game, and we, we almost beat them because we slowed it down and just played zone and just kind of grinded it out. We went a Virginia yeah. kind of approach. Didn't quite work. But then the next round in the championship game, the team tried just going. Okay, we're just gonna athlete with you. Destroyed. We're like, yeah, yeah. you're dumb. I'm telling you, <laughs> Bama probably a solid squad.
0: Yeah, two seed. Um, Arkansas probably looking at three, four. Um, and then they, they just got a bunch of sort of mid seed teams. You got Florida, LSU, Missouri, uh, Tennessee, as you call the uh, the Tears.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know why people think they're good, and I think they've. It, it's catching up to them now, but it's like, I I never really understood it. Like the only reason people thought, I mean, like they're ranked because they were ranked at the beginning of the year, but like they're, they haven't done anything. They weren't good last year. And everyone just kind of thought they'd be good because they brought back a bunch of guys, but it's like, no, they're just, I don't know. They're just kind of okay. You know, they can't score. They don't have like, I think their biggest issue is like they've got so many guys that just kind of do the same thing that there's no sort of like, there's no sort of role allocation. Like, I think they've got they've got a couple of five-star freshman guards who are like, okay, we, in theory, you want to hand the reins to them and be like, hey, take, take over the game, you know, but they're not good enough to do it. And then they've got a couple upperclassmen who are like solid, you know, solid players, but it's like they're not major difference makers. It's just like they've got a team just full of solid role players and they don't have a James Booknight type who can like put them over the hump. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I think that's really all we need to talk about for the SEC. Um, Thank you. That was hurting me. Yeah, I mean, they're just boring. They're a football football conference. Just stick to that, please. Um, and one more we got to go through. And the conference champion has already been crowned in Gonzaga, and that is the Pac-12. Not undefeated San Diego State? No. They're actually, uh, what is that, Big West? <laughs> I can't even remember. It's the Mountain yeah. West. Mountain West, da- damn
1: it. You're a college basketball <laughs> potter, John.
0: <laughs> really, all I'm doing is teeing shit up for you, though. Well done. Well done. Yeah. But anyways, Pac-12 bigs. Since I don't know anything about it, you tell me something.
1: I don't know anything about it either, because when I watch the games, Bill Walton doesn't tell me anything good. He just talks constantly about nothing. I don't know what's going on. I don't know anything about the league other than that it's the Conference of Champions, allegedly.
0: Allegedly, that's right. Um. Yeah.
1: I guess. Uh, four teams are getting in, I think. Oregon, Oregon's, Colorado, Oregon's in, Colorado, USC, and then
0: UCLA. UCLA.
1: Although apparently UCLA has got a little bit shakier of. Uh, yeah, a, they're, of a they're sort of on the
0: bubble here. Yeah.
1: That I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess anybody's got a shake your resume if they lose in the very first round of their of their league tournament, maybe. But like, I think all those four teams are in, and mm-hmm. and I know I've told you. Um, I think Oregon's the best one. They've kind of slipped in and yep. out of like, of like the public eye. And I know they big. The big memory, probably, if anybody actually who cares like about Pac basketball, remembers Oregon is that they got run by USC here a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I would really like to see them play them again because I, I think Oregon's a better team. I think Oregon. Yeah. I think Oregon. They might not be the better team. I think Oregon is going to be a really interesting team in the tournament, and I I buy them going far. I really do. I, could see I refuse to on.
0: say I ref I I think they are, but I refuse to say it. Um, I have a coworker who went out there. You know who you are if you're listening, and I refuse to admit that they're good ever. So, that's well, they, I mean they suck. I mean, yeah, they're yeah, they're not good. And why would you um, want to be? A they've had one, you know, lightning in a bottle year in which they lost in the final four. And that's it. Their football their team history.
1: can't. Their football team is afraid to play NDSU.
0: They wear candy ass uniforms. That's yep.
1: it. They're more worried about being Nike yeah like nike's stupid <laughs> people who work for nike will cheat on people
0: <laughs> all right yeah bigs do you have any other topics you want to talk about
1: no the only thing i the only thing i got john is like where 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 can we find our stuff again what's what's our website
0: um it's actually midcourt dot we are coming out with content every day or mostly every day i can't guarantee it'll be every day um but some of the ones we've had recently we've talked about you know what is a blue blood people are throwing around that term all the time. And we really put out, you know, who it is, how it, how they sort of became a blue bud. Um, we've talked about the importance of these power six conference tournaments. You know, it's really not all that important to win. It, it doesn't really translate to success in the college basketball tournament. So go check those out. Um, We're also on Twitter at, at midcourt madness. Um, you know, a lot, we just like to tweet about games, like to tweet about results. And, you know, slide in our dms you know tell us what we're doing good on this podcast or with with our articles uh and tell us what we're doing wrong also and one thing i would like to do in future podcasts is you know bigs here is a college basketball encyclopedia and so i would like to just toss a bunch of trivia questions at him, sort of at the end of episodes just to fill in a little time and so send me some questions um I promise I will be the one reading them. I will not allow Biggs to read them because then he'll obviously know the answer. But send me some questions. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Um, Yeah. I'll pick the best ones. Uh, I'd say maybe once a week at the end of the show, I will do a trivia question with Biggs. And yeah, this is our first episode. Um, And yeah, it's been Biggs. It's been a long time coming, really.
1: Bring on the madness. Yeah.
0: You know, We're just two average guys who love watching college basketball. We want to give that average college basketball fan perspective on things. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. We want to be very interactive with you guys. So, you know, hop on our socials, give us a review. And um, I think our next episode, we will release probably Monday morning. We're going to hop on basically right after Selection Sunday comes out and do a little rapid reaction sort of thing and talk about what we think about the brackets, you know, who's seated too high, who's seated too low. Um but yeah, Biggs, if you don't have anything else, I suppose we can just sign off here.
1: Let's do it, John. We'll 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 yeah. catch you, we'll catch you uh when the tournament uh, selection Sunday.
0: Yeah. All right. To anyone listening out there, see you Monday. Bye.